Hey, Clutterbugs, welcome back to the Clutterbug podcast. It's an exciting one today because we're going to talk about some real life ways that you can update your space, transform your space. It's not about spending a lot of money, but it is about loving your home. And I'm very happy to announce my guest today, Lisa Burningham. She is an interior designer, so talented, a YouTuber, and she has a beautiful website with gorgeous artwork. I was so impressed. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. I have been a longtime fan of yours. I've been watching you for years, so I'm just so happy to be here and actually, you know, talk about home decor and, and give some people some ideas. Yeah, I, I'm excited too. Listen, I am not an interior design person at all. I try. I try because I love pretty spaces. Yes. I am curious though, like my daughter, she's 15. She's like, I want to be an interior designer. Did you start as an interior designer and then go to becoming a YouTuber or did you grow both businesses at the same time? I'm I'm so curious. Yeah, so my journey, I guess, into interior design started when I was young. My mother was a big time seasonal decorator. She just loved making our home beautiful. So I grew up in an environment where that was really important. And I just felt her love as I was in the house. And so when I went to college, I thought I want to do interior design. So I actually, my major was liberal arts and science but I had an emphasis in interior design. And when my husband and I graduated, I started to work in that field. But um, as I had my kids, it was important for us to have me stay home with the kids and raise the kids. And so getting back into it after years of being away was something that I really wanted to do, but I kind of had to find my own niche. And so I got into YouTube and I started to share my, you know, love of interior design that way. So that's kind of how I, I came to be where I'm at right now. I love that. YouTube helped me grow my business too. So I was like just getting into organizing for my own messy, disgusting, right. horrible <laughs> house. And uh, I was so passionate about it that I I was kind of helping friends and family, but also making videos and then getting clients. So becoming a professional organizer and a YouTube, those businesses grew at the same time, which was really cool. YouTube is such a, an amazing way to share your sort of passions and talent and, you know, just whatever with yeah. the world and turn it into a business at the same time, Absolutely. which is something that you have done, which is uh -huh. very, very cool. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about interior design because those listening, I hope while you're listening, you're making a space better. It doesn't like just grab a trash bag, declutter or tidy or organize or straighten something. But I specifically want to talk about the pretty space power. Like I've talked about this before, but sometimes when, I don't know, Lisa, if your house is a, always beautiful, I'm assuming it's tidy 24 seven, but those have, of us who- I have four kids, so, you know. You have four kids. A little, I guess. A little sketchy every now and again. Uh, I, I really struggle sometimes for the motivation to get started, especially when I was really cluttered. But what I found was when I was feeling like I didn't have it, if I made a small space pretty, 
I felt this like not only pride and and a boost in confidence, but the motivation to make the has, rest of the house better. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that's why when you start decorating home, you don't want to tackle the whole thing at one time. You know, find a room or a buffet table or a centerpiece and just start there. Do something that you love in one little corner because once you see how much you love that little corner of your home, it's going to spread to the rest of the home. And once you love, you know, all of your little pieces yeah. all over your house, you're going to want to keep it clean, right? You're because you you just love it so much. You just want to take pride in it. And so I think starting small is really important. I, I think a lot of times people feel overwhelmed when it comes to interior design because we see these pictures on Pinterest and on Instagram, these beautiful homes, and we're like, we can never have that. But you can use those homes and those pictures as inspiration. I do that a lot on my channel where I make dupes of high-end decor. And that is one of my favorite things to do. So I will browse the internet on all these really expensive websites that I know that I can't afford, right? But I'll find a piece that's thousands of dollars and then I'll recreate it for 40 or $50. And they are so similar that it just makes me feel so happy that I have that piece that I wanted, but I was able to get it in my budget, in my price range. I love that. Yeah. So go, go check out Lisa's YouTube channel for inspiration because there is something pretty magical also about DIYing and you don't have to be super crafty, but making something as opposed to buying something, I feel like even has more power because it is that confidence building aspect. So every time you walk in the room and look at it, not only is it beautiful, but you're like, and I made that. And you know, you don't, you can start small too. You can start with a little floral arrangement and you can go to the store and say, well, I love that vase that I saw in my inspiration piece. Here's one that's similar. And then you can get a couple of stems of flowers and arrange it the same way that you saw online or in someone's home. And you don't need to have all the huge skills that you see everybody have, the interior design skills. All you need to do is be a great imitator and you can get that piece that you absolutely love. So start there and then maybe next time work up to painting something or, you know, gluing things together, screwing things together, you know, so you can take baby steps to get, you know, the pieces that you want. I, yeah, I love that. I, I had, um, I, this reminds me of a client that I had who was really struggling with just mess and clutter, especially on her dining room table, like her kitchen table. It was like piles of papers and kids' backpacks and so much stuff. And I would go and we would set up systems and then I'd come back the next week for another session and it would be full of crap again. And I was like, you know what? What if we just put flowers on the table? She's like, oh, I can't decorate yet. Like I'm not at the, I'm not, I can't possibly decorate because the house is too messy. You have to sort of declutter first and organize first, then you can decorate. And I feel like that was such, that might've been like a stumbling block for her because she didn't see her space as beautiful. So why would she be motivated to keep it? So what we did, we actually just put, I, the next time I came, I brought fr fresh flowers in a vase and I just put it on her table. And the next time I came, there was nothing on the table. It was like having the table look pretty 
stopped her from piling on it, which is like something I really want you listening to, to really hear me say my dining room table has a thrifted vase and some white tulips from Amazon that are fake, but they look nice. And I look at that and I think it looks so fresh and clean. I don't want to put something on the table. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, our homes are our sanctuary, right? That's where we go to find peace and serenity. And when we are surrounded by beautiful things, that makes us want to keep it cleaner. It makes us want to keep mm -hmm. it clutter free because when we walk into that room, we say, oh, I love this room. Look at how many beautiful things I have out. I want to keep it clean because I love the way that I feel. And so I think that keeping things organized and clutter free and interior design really go hand in hand in helping you keep a home beautiful and you know a, a space that you feel really comfortable in. And you don't, you don't have to like wait to decorate. Yeah. You don't have to wait until things are clean and decluttered and, and everything organized before you make a space beautiful. One of the first things that I ever did in my home, I mean, you couldn't even see my kitchen counters, but I made like a little hot cocoa station and I had pretty jars and little mugs and I put candy canes in it for Christmas. And I was like, oh, it's so cute. I wanted to clear the counters around it so I could see it better. And that kind of was the catalyst. So we talk about the, like the power of making a small space pretty, even you're always piling your dirty clothes on the sofa. Why not treat yourself to some new beautiful throw pillows? And then you're like, not going to want to cover them. Does this make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Another thing is that those things that you just mentioned, they don't cost you hardly any money. I mean, how much was a little cocoa station, you know, get some jars and some marshmallows and some hot cocoa, and you've made yourself a beautiful little station. You can get throw pillows, like what you just mentioned. They can be really affordable. I actually was at Hobby Lobby yesterday, and I bought some pillow coverings, and they were $3.99 a piece. So you can keep the pillows that you have and just change out the pillow covering. And so by doing a few little steps that are not going to cost you a lot of money, it's going to transform your space. And you're going to think, I, I, I don't even know how, how I have this home. It's so beautiful. And I hardly spent any money. You just have to get creative in, you know, what you do and where you shop and what you buy, but you really can find some beautiful pieces that can transform your home on a budget. I have to take a second and interrupt to thank today's podcast sponsor, Cozy Earth. A few years ago, I upgraded my just boring basic sheets to Cozy Earth award-winning bamboo sheet set. And I'm telling you, there's no going back because it feels like luxury. They're so soft. They're temperature regulating. Now I even have their waffle blankets, their other bedding, their pillows. I'm such a huge fan of Cozy Earth. Not only do they have a lengthy warranty, but every time I wash them, I swear they get better. It's long lasting beautiful bedding that you deserve and just really upgrading your whole sleeping experience. And right now, my listeners can get up to 35% off site-wide when you use the code CLUTTERBUG. Go to CozyEarth.com and use that promo code CLUTTERBUG to get up to 35% off site-wide. 
Okay. So let's talk about things that people can do to kind of maybe go to the next level with their home. Because I do hear a lot of people saying, and they're sharing photos of their space and they're, they're like, I I've decluttered. I've even organized, but my space doesn't feel cohesive. It doesn't feel, I guess, pretty to them. And what I do notice that I see, I see in your, your beautiful background, but I see in people's homes where there, it's not feeling like that. There's not a lot of symmetry going on. And I think symmetry because I'm not an interior designer. So this is like, I fall back on symmetry a lot. It does something that really calms you when you look at a space and you see symmetry, it feels put together. It feels in control. It feels like less clutter. And what I mean by symmetry is actually, do you want to explain it? Cause you have beautiful symmetry behind you. Well, and I think behind you too. So, so um, here is what I decorate with the majority of the time. What looks best to the eye is odd numbers. The ones, the threes, the fives, the sevens. And then also having, like what you said, symmetry. Like I have two lamps right here. You know, they, they offset each other. They balance each other. If I had one lamp right here, then I would need something of equal value or equal weight on the other side so that they counterbalance each other. I also really love the idea of having one big statement piece. Instead of having a lot of little pieces on your buffet or on your console table, get one large floral arrangement. You think about it like when you walk into a hotel lobby and they have a beautiful foyer table, whatever. They usually have a huge centerpiece or, you know, something that's a big statement piece. So instead of having a lot of little knickknacks out, trade that in for one large piece because that in and of itself because it's a statement piece looks more expensive and luxurious because you have something that is a little more grand than you would typically put out. And so it just gives your, your space a feeling of luxury, but I do love balance and symmetry. If you have, especially on a fireplace, you know, I put one large candlestick on one side, one on the other. It's just, you know, it makes your, it makes your eye travel easily across your space but it also gives that balance that you need. Yeah. So one thing that I, I see a lot of people like they'll maybe have a wall and there's a bunch of furniture. It's like, why not center the sofa on the wall maybe, or put a table on one side. If you don't have a second table, maybe a plant, what kind of balances the height of the lamp. So it's a simple trick of like looking at your space. How can I balance one side of the room with the other side of the room with things you have in your house? You might be just shifting, even shifting your furniture like a foot over so it's more centered makes such a difference lisa such a big difference and just like what you said using the things that you have i think that that's a big trend right now where people are repurposing furniture that they already have in their house they don't go out and buy new furniture they really take pride in the things that they have and having one-of-a-kind pieces let's say you're you know your parents handed you down this you know console table or a buffet or whatever but you don't like that dark mahogany anymore. Well, you can sand that down. You can repaint it and you can um, style it in a way that fits with your own personal taste. 
So that's another way that you can save money is by just repurposing items that you have or go to the thrift store, go to Salvation Army, look on Facebook Marketplace. You can find pieces that are amazing that maybe just need a little bit of a tweak, a little bit of a color change, you know, maybe some new hardware to update it. But you're able to get the piece that you want in the price range you want. You just need to put in a little bit of elbow grease. Um, but then again, you get to take pride in knowing that you transformed it and you love it. Yeah. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to do. I know how much you love art. Art's expensive sometimes. I love going to a thrift store, finding a big piece. It's ugly, you know, so ugly, but it's fine because it's like $4 oh. and I paint over top and I'll take like colors from the, in the room, lots of beiges and whites, maybe soft blues. And I just messily painted over top, you know, because oh. abstract art, it's, it's, it's easier than you think. Yeah. And then you awesome. end up with this huge, beautiful statement piece that you painted. Like, what am I an artist now? No, I just, you know, sometimes you could even cover the painting that's at the thrift store and follow along. So it's like painting by numbers. Right. But with different colors awesome. and you end up with a huge piece of art for literally dollars. And, and I've used, you know, paint from the dollar store, like oh, craft yeah. paint from the dollar store. And they, it, it turns out really, really beautiful. So don't be discouraged by, I don't have money or I don't have talent, or I don't know where to start. This is something you can do. That's fun and, and really inexpensive, but looks high end. And I totally recommend you go to Lisa's YouTube channel for all of her dupes. You have so many high-end dupes. Can you tell me one of your favorites or a few of your favorite things that you've kind of duped? Oh man, I've done so many over the years, but there's a couple. I've done a lot of floral arrangements. I find, I, I, I personally love doing flower arrangements. I love um, the bright, fresh feeling that it adds to a room. And you know, if you try and buy a flower arrangement, I like to look on the Horchow website, which is Neiman Marcus's, you know, home and home design section anyway they are like thousands and thousands of dollars and and they are really nice i mean i will give them that but it's just so nice to be able to look at that piece and say i can do that i can make that and i mean i've done some just recently some beautiful flower arrangements i've done i did an orchid arrangement that i absolutely loved and the inspiration piece was thousands of dollars and i recreated it for like 35 um, which is right up my alley, right, right, in, right in price range. Um, so I've done that. And then I've also done some wall art that I've absolutely loved. Yeah. You, even, even getting some bedding. I've done this before where I found some bedding online that I just thought was gorgeous. And I just went to the store, found some that was similar. And then I made some pillows that worked, just got some of those pillow coverings that we talked about. I um, added some ribbon and some, you know, I cut out some little felt flowers and things like that and put it on there. And I was able to get an almost identical look for thousands of dollars less. So duping items, I'm telling you, if you really want to start small, that's a great way to do it. But if you don't have the vision of like, I don't know what to do with this space, it's such a great way to find something, like I said, online and then just try and recreate it for yourself. 
I love flowers too. I need to, where do you get your flowers? So I used to get dollar store flowers. That was a mistake. They look really super cheap. So I went to Michael's and found some peonies that looked so real, soft, beautiful pink. And it was like 40% off at the time. So it ended up being, I think, $22. I put them in a little vase that I had and they look, I get so many compliments on those. But do you have another place, like where's your favorite place to get sort of those silk flowers? I, I like you, I go to Michael's and I always make sure that I either have a coupon or it's, you know, on sale at the time. And then I also get a bunch of Hobby Lobby. They have, some, they have a huge variety of flowers there. So I purchase those, um, a lot of flowers at those two places. They're probably, I would say my mainstay. And then if you do have Dollar Tree flowers, I use those as like filler flowers. So when I'm doing like a big arrangement, I'll get those big peonies, like what you're talking about. Those will be like my front and center ones. And then I'll stick like the dollar ones, like down below, like, like hiding that just kind of fill up the space in the center that you can't really see, but they just kind of block the floral foam from below. So if you want to spend just a couple of dollars on some filler flowers, that's a great way to do it because you need some, you need some back, background characters, right? To like really highlight those main beautiful flowers. So you can use the Dollar Tree ones as like, you know, just stuff them in the center just to, you know, highlight your higher, your, your more expensive flowers. And I love the arrangement behind you. It's gorgeous. Okay. So I'm wondering for me, because I don't, I don't know. I found anytime I'm making flower arrangements, if I stick to more neutral whites and creams it always looks better maybe some pale pinks whenever I try to go with a lot of color it looks cheaper is this just me let me like what's your secret you know I think that that's a good rule of thumb in general you know I think having neutral pieces just all the way around just helps your space feel a little more expensive um I like to keep my pieces neutral and then maybe during like the fall or at Christmas time is that you can add a little pop of color, but it wouldn't take much because I've got this one right here. And if I wanted to theme this into, let's say fall, I could just add a couple of stems of some fall leaves or something like that. So I'm not taking my entire arrangement apart. I'm just adding a few things to theme it seasonally. So you can make one big arrangement like this and keep it out the entire year and just add you could add some little holly berries for Christmas time. You could, you know, add some little tulips in there just, just sporadically for the springtime. So you can add those little pops of the different seasons into items that you already have. So you don't feel like you have to make a new flower arrangement every single season or every time you have a party, you've just got your neutral staples that you keep out and you can just theme them with a couple of different little tweaks. I like that. That's a good idea. It's less clutter too, right? So you don't have to change for all the seasons. Okay. So if you're listening, we can start with a floral arrangement for your table. And I, people say, oh, it's such a pain to take it off when you eat. Listen, it's two seconds, but it's magical because you're not going to pile on your table. And every time you walk into that space, you're going to think, oh, it looks so fresh and beautiful. So that's a good place to start looking at doing some maybe moving furniture around to create more symmetry and a big statement piece in some of your main rooms. Do you have another 
tip of something that someone can do today while they're listening, something small that can really make their space feel more beautiful. I'm putting you on the spot, Lisa. I apologize. You know what? I think a lot of times something that is absolutely free is opening up your windows and your blinds. I think that having a light, bright space just makes your home feel just almost light. You know what I'm saying? Just, I mean, like, like, not like feather light, you know, you walk in and it's just like, it's so bright and it changes your mood. And all of a sudden you're happier because you've got sunlight streaming through the windows. So open up those blinds, pull back those drapes and let that, that sunlight come through. You can even open up your window. I live in Florida, so I can open up my window right now and it's not going to freeze me out. But, you know, letting that fresh air in just can boost your mood just immediately. You don't have to worry about any interior decorating or even decluttering, but that will change your mood and make you just love your space. And if you want to go even a little bit further, you can get some task lighting. You can get some lamps. Nowadays, you can buy battery-operated light bulbs on Amazon. And I've seen a lot of people put sconces on their wall. Let's say your room's a little more dark and you want to add. So they add those. They just add them to the wall. You don't have to worry about running any electrical or anything like that. You just buy those battery-operated light bulbs, screw them in, and all of a sudden you have some beautiful wall sconces. Oh, you're right. I've seen this. It was like wall sconces, but they're kind of like fake, but they look fabulous. Yeah. So you can add light to a space if you think, oh, my, my room is so dark. Well, you can do it now without having to call an electrician or, you know, you can do it yourself. Just put some lamps somewhere, maybe in the corner to brighten up the space get those battery operated light bulbs, buy some $50 sconces, add them to your wall and just pull back those drapes, open up those windows and let that light stream in. And I think that really can change a space quickly. I like that. And you know what? I have so many of my lamps that I've got from the thrift store. It's You will find beautiful lamps. I've had to sometimes get new shades, but the base of the lamp from the thrift store is is so much less expensive than I thought it would be like $2 for these really like beautiful chunky lamps. I've even spray painted them before. So they're kind of give that pop of color in a space. Crazy ideas. I let, I love the idea of just looking at your lighting differently. Can we speak? We're talking about light bulbs. Can we talk about light bulb colors for a second? How do you feel? Because I really care about this people Uh, think I'm weird no 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 I and I think it's cohesive that you stick with one because you can go with that the led light light you know the bright bluish ones or you can stick to the warm lights um whichever way you go I would say make sure that you are cohesive throughout your entire house because you can walk into one room and it'll be the warm light bulbs and then you'll walk into another room and it'll be like the the more bluish you know what I'm saying? Light bulbs. And so whichever way you lean, you do it, whichever way you feel comfortable with, but I would say, keep it cohesive throughout your entire space. So that. So are you a, are you a warm light bulb lover? I, I do like the warm light bulbs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I, I, I like a cool light bulb and not a blue. Um, I think it's like a 3000 I go with or something or 4,000, but changing all the light bulbs out so they all matched man that made a difference because there was like a little mismatchy and it felt I'm like why does this 
space feel kind of dingy and off. And I didn't really realize why the color temperature in all of my lights was a little bit different. So the overhead, you know, recess lighting was different than the lamps and it muddied the space. Yeah, absolutely. The nice thing about the cool lighting is that it does make everything feel a little crisp, a little more crisp and clean. And so that's probably why you gravitate towards that, you know, where it just highlights everything really, really nicely. Um, so yeah, whichever way you lean, I think that, you know, you do you and then just make sure it's cohesive throughout your whole house. Yeah. You don't want to clean your house. Just get a cooler oh. light bulb and your, it looks like yeah. you've scrubbed. It looks like, wow, you've cleaned stuff. Yeah. No, no, no. I just changed the light bulbs. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh. Okay. Well, I, I love this. Thank you. I'm feeling motivated right now to go to Michael's and make another flower arrangement. Can we, can I ask you real quick, how you feel about fake plants? Because I know a lot of interior designers are like fake greenery. They're like, that's a hard no for me. I sorry. I really love it because it, I can't, I I'm a plant killer. I'm a plant murderer, but I like the green feels fresh. You could see behind me. I have dollar store ones. <laughs> Listen, that's probably not great, but um, I'd love your opinion on sort of fake greenery. Yeah, you know, I am like you. I cannot keep anything alive to save me. And people know that on my channel. Like my, I am just not a gardener. I, I don't know my, my yard. I let my boys take care of my yard. Like I just, I do the interior because for me, taking care of plants is just another thing I have to do on my mind. And so I love using artificial plants and flowers and they make them nowadays where they look so real. You can find some high quality and I personally think, especially like these like lighter neutral ones, they look so real and you can keep them out. You don't have to worry about watering them every day or trying to make sure they have enough sunlight and you know, all those things. If you love a real plant and that you've got a green thumb, then I say, go for it. You, you keep that plant alive. You, you know, that's awesome for me. I'm hundred percent artificial all the way because it's like a set it and forget it, right? This is done and I can keep it up for as long as I want it to be up. Um, so I, I think that there's some really great options for artificial flowers nowadays. And I just, for me, I personally lean towards the artificial. That makes me feel so much better. Cause yeah, I, I mean, I love plants and I love the idea of it, but I can't keep them alive. So I have like fake greenery kind of tucked on a shelf. I'll put like a little fake fern or I'll put a little something. And then I got this bigger olive tree that looks so good. And, and it just kind of was, it felt sort of empty in the space. And I'm like, am I going to just buy more furniture? No, no, no. That's going to be just more clutter and so one little fake sort of plant and, and it just completed the space. It feels fresh. It feels clean and it felt more cohesive. Yeah. So I'm glad that you were like, fake is okay. Cause that makes me feel better. Fake is okay. I'm all about it. So do it. I love it. That's fantastic. Okay. And before we go, I can't not talk about decluttering of course, because that is free. And so if you have a space that you're like, why does this feel messy, even though I've cleaned it, I think removing things from the space, whether it's a bunch of different photos all over the walls that kind of feel chaotic or a lot of knickknacks, 
um, on surfaces can go a long way to making a space feel better. But also kind of like when you take the Christmas decorations down, you're like, why does this space feel so empty right now? This feels wrong because you're so used to it being so full. Do you have advice for those at home who are listening to this on maybe minimalizing a little bit, or is it normal to feel that kind of like once you've taken things down, it feels too empty. I'd love to hear your thoughts. So right now, just exactly what you said is the way that my house is. I took down all the Christmas stuff up. I mean, took it all the way down and I've had it up since October because us in Utah, YouTube, we got to get everything up early so we can get our, you know, we can show everybody before the seasons even start. So it's been up for a long time. We just took it down and it feels like we're moving in this house. I mean, there's nothing on the shelves. Everything is bare. And I actually love it because when I walk into a space now, I go in there and I design in my mind. Okay, what do I want? Where do I want this to be? What can I change over here? Can I move the furniture around? And so I'm taking my time and I'm being intentional about how I replace all my accessories and et cetera moving forward. So I think that decluttering and streamlining is a great jumping off point. Clear off your table, take a day or two, look at it and say, what do I want on there? Do I like it with nothing on there? Do I want one single centerpiece? Do I want a runner? You know, think about it. I think a lot of times people want that um, instant gratification where okay, I've got 15 minutes, I need to decorate this house, I've got to do it quick, and you just kind of grab and fill, right? But if you take an extra day or two, or three, and look at your space and say, you know, I don't love the way that that couch is situated. I'm going to change it, I'm going to move it over to this wall, and I'm going to live with it for a day or two and see how I feel. And then you can say, well, I don't like it there, I'm going to move it back, but at least now you know. Or I'm going to put this flower arrangement right here on this console table, and then I'm just going to leave it just singular. I'm not going to add anything else to it. And then you live with it for a day or two, and then you can decide if you like it there or if you don't. So I think being intentional about where you, your placement of your items is, is important, but also do it slowly, add slowly. And it's almost like you know that saying where you get dressed up and you're always supposed to take off one piece of jewelry before you go out? That's, that's how I feel about interior design. A lot of times people have so many things up, put it up, but then take one back, you know, because you don't want too much out. You don't want, you know, that, that clutter. You want the pieces that you have out to really shine, to be that statement piece so that your eye can rest on that piece and easily move around. Because if you if your eye can flow in your space, then you can feel a lot more just at ease and a lot calmer. Yeah, okay. So you know what? Something fun that people listening could do if they have a space that feels like kind of chaotic and they're not sure why, why not pack up like you're moving, like take the pictures off the wall, put them in a box, take the knickknacks off the shelves, put them in a box. We're not putting them away. We're just like 
maybe just put three things back and then see, and then a little bit back because we've lived in our homes a long time. As we've collected things, we just keep adding, 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 adding. And if we're not subtracting all those family photos, all those like certificates, maybe there's trophies, maybe there's, you know, it can now feel like, oh, it feels cluttered, even though I've decluttered. Maybe we have to have that extreme reset of removing everything and then just putting back a little bit and living with it to find that balance we're really looking for. That could be fun. And it also to, you know, your point, it helps you to declutter. Do I really need all 18 family photos? You know, maybe let's just do one big family photo, you know, and then you can declutter. And, you know, with, with all those certificates and the trophies, do we really need to have all those out? No, you know, it's a good way to declutter and then just put things up slowly and methodically and do it to a point where you're like, I'm good. That's good. I don't need any more. And then just live with it for a little bit and see what you think. Yeah. And you don't have to let go. You can put the special things in a memory box, right? You can take the photos out of the frames, put them in your memory box, put the little knickknacks in your memory box if you're really connected to them and even swap them out. Maybe if you're like, oh, you know, but having less can really make your space feel that tidy that you're looking for. And when your space feels tidy, you're less likely to add to the clutter because clutter attracts clutter. So even if what you have isn't considered clutter because it's like memorabilia and knickknacks and photos, if it's excess, it, your brain allows you to now add to the pile and to have your space continually get messy. You're going to put your laundry basket and leave it there and you not really notice it because there's so much other stuff going on in your brain that everything kind of becomes invisible. So I think that's a very cool thing that people can do is kind of like when we take down the Christmas decorations and it feels really empty, why not go further and take, take down, all down all your decorations, take it all down, take it all down, reset, and then start over. Yep. So good. Okay. Um, please let my listeners know how they can go and check out your YouTube channel, especially all your dupes for inspiration and make a space beautiful today. So my YouTube channel is just my name. It's Lisa Birmingham. And I have a playlist with hundreds of dupes that you can look at and get some inspiration from. I also do a lot of thrift flips so you can see how you can spend a couple of dollars at the thrift store and, you know, flip it around and make it beautiful. So I, I do a lot of things on my channel where you can get a beautiful home, but you can definitely do it on a budget. That's my motto is live beautifully but you can do it affordably. I love that. Thank you so much. I'm feeling so inspired. Like I want to run to Michael's right now and make a, an arrangement for my dining room table or is somewhere in my house to just, yeah, that sounds really fun. I'm going to make a space pretty today. I'm feeling so motivated and inspired. Thank you, Lisa, so much. And thank you everyone who's listening at home and we'll see you guys next time.